0: Good morning. Welcome to our daily podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor here at the church, and I'm glad to have you join us here on this Monday. I'm going to read a passage from Matthew 17, and then we're going to pray and spend just a little bit of time together with Jesus this morning, seeing what we can learn, what we can see. But first, let's read Matthew 17, verse 20, uh, 14 to 21. When they came to the crowd, a man came to him, knelt before him, and said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's an epileptic and he suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Jesus answered, You faithless and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you? How much longer must I put up with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the boy was cured instantly. And then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, Because of your little faith. For truly I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, we ask you to help us to see in Jesus something we could Receive today. Lord, I pray that we would actually be able to recognize the needs in our own life, uh, the needs that are surrounding us, many of which are overwhelming right now. And I pray, God, that we would see in this moment uh, that there's something we we can do. There's there's somewhere we can go with those needs. In Jesus' name, amen. So I think if you're going to think about a passage like this, you, you've got to think about the nature of need. Uh, the story is clear enough. There's a man who has a son and his son is suffering terribly, and the man actually looks to, to, to Jesus' friends uh, for help, and he persists uh, in the middle of, of some difficulty and obstacles, uh, some confusion, frankly. And I think this has got me to thinking that you know wherever Jesus was, uh, needs seemed to, to be surrounding him. They were all around him. There was something about Jesus that encouraged people to bring their needs uh, to him, and this is really difficult for, for some, uh, maybe some of you listening to me now, maybe you were taught you know, that neediness is a sign of weakness or that if you have a problem, you should solve it, and not burden other people. Uh, and so a lot of us come into a season like the one that we're in as we're facing so much um, pain, frankly, uh, a heartbreaking, heart-wrenching level of pain. I can't even. I don't even have a category to to know what to do with what happened in Atlanta over the weekend. Um, the the horrible pain that we're all feeling right now, watching racial violence play out on television, and then the demonstrations and the pain that's in our city. Not to mention what's going on with the pandemic around us. Many of us, maybe for the first time in a long time, are being confronted with need that we're uh, feeling that we can't and don't have an answer for. And it's pretty overwhelming when you're confronted with a need and you don't have an answer for it. So we're tempted to do a couple of things, either to get really busy on one hand and try to solve the problem or to um, stick our heads in the sand to, to live in a place of denial and just pretend like they're not, the problems aren't what they they obviously are. I think those would be mistakes, uh, we have to name our needs, but we can't just leave it there. It's not enough just to name our needs and and be angry about it or be heartbroken about it. We have to actually learn how to bring our needs to God. Um, in this story, the man uh, brings a need that is very close to him. This is not like a far-flung philosophical question he's asking. His son is sick, and he brings a need of immediate, intimate impact to God. He doesn't just name it. He names it, and he brings that pain to Jesus. Well, Actually, that's not totally true. He first brings the pain to Jesus' friends, and they really can't do anything about it. And I just think about that, and I think about the fact that there are some needs that can't be solved by the friends of Jesus or our friends. Uh, Some needs can, but others can't. Others are are too, too painful, too big. But my friends can't talk me to a better place right now concerning racial violence and racial injustice. It's just not able to be done. Uh, When I think about the uncertainty facing all of us in one way or another, whether, whether it's your job or your health or the pain in our city, we can't talk ourselves out of that pain. Even the friends of God can't really talk it out. Sermons can't heal it. Songs can't heal it. They they can help. They don't heal what's deeply there. This man actually tries to get the friends of God to solve the problem for him, but even they aren't able to do it. And so he ends up pushing through people to get to Jesus. And I think there's something there for you and for me. Um, I'm having to push through people to get to God right now because it feels like only God can speak to the deepest uh, the deepest hurts, the deepest longings of the soul. So the man does finally get to Jesus and Jesus heals the boy. He actually drives a demon out of him. We're told the boy is restored. His life is given back to him. It's, it's not just healing, you know. It's not just a, uh, some sort of moment of liber- liberation. To be cleansed from a spirit like this that would throw you into fire and water would be to have a stigma of shame and isolation removed from you. When Jesus heals the boy by pushing evil far from him. He actually restores the boy and his family. He restores them to life. He he gives them their life back. And that's really important. Healing in the Bible is, is never just therapeutic. Um, it is therapeutic, right? Like the boy felt better. His dad probably felt much better about the boy's situation. Healing, though, is always more comprehensive in the Bible. It, it always involved a kind of societal restoration. And I... I just am thinking about that a lot. It's like the healing that we need God to bring, when we think of of the pandemic, and and specifically now when we think of of what's going on in Atlanta in in America regarding race. We don't just need God to therapeutically solve, uh, to to put a salve on a hurt. What we're asking for is a biblical healing, which is more comprehensive than that. It's. It's more holistic than that. It's, it's a kind of whole life restoration. Well, that's what Jesus does for this boy. And then the disciples come back to Jesus privately. And and I can so sympathize with them. They, they ask Jesus, they say, why why weren't we able to do that? I, I thought we were in the game with you, God. And I, I can identify with the disciples because I feel this way. I, I'm thinking like, why can't I speak a word of peace that will make things better why can't I uh, address the the hurt and the pain around me and make it uh, like Jesus would make it make it make it better and I love what Jesus says to them he he basically looks at them with love in his heart and he says your faith is too small and y'all I don't think Jesus is shaming his friends I I think Jesus is saying to them you have something that needs to grow And I think that the Lord is looking at me, and I think he's looking at you in a myriad of ways and in tons of different ways. And he's inviting us to admit that things might not be exactly where they need to be. If I hear God say to me, my faith is too small, I I could receive that as a shaming indictment and then take my toys and go home, hang my head in shame or pain. Or I could say, yeah, that's true. I'm not where where I need to be. I'm not where I... Where i could be or should be if i were to be able to speak more authoritatively to the pain around me so lord by your grace help me get there that that's exactly the prayer that i'm praying right now thinking back to sunday um it actually is sunday for me i record these after church and my office sitting here by myself in the church and so i think back at what i said earlier today what you may have heard yesterday at church about how David, before he fought the giant, he had fought the lion and the bear. Before he'd stood on the big stage in front of all of Israel, in front of all of his family, he'd been alone with his sheep, and he had uh, defended them um, with the help of God against adversaries. And I'm thinking about that right now. What does it look like for me to fight a lion and a bear before I take on the giant? I think it's normal to feel really overwhelmed by the big things. And frankly, a lot of us right now are facing really big things, and we don't know what to do. Because we know in our souls that just to take to social media and rant and rave on social media is not actually the bravest thing to do. We we know that just to, to pretend like it's not real, that racial injustice is not real, is not the brave thing to do. So we're oftentimes left thinking, well, what do I do? And I'm going to say too many of us are choosing one of those extremes or the other. We're choosing to... Just try to be, you know, fast professors of social issues on one hand or to live in denial on the other hand. But there's something else. Jesus said, you know, faith like a mustard seed could move a mountain. You're not where you want to be, but you could get to where you could actually have something to say to the world around you. I think he's saying the same thing to you and me. I think it's the same thing God said to David. Maybe in his wisdom, the Lord would have whispered in David's ear and said, one day, my son, you'll fight giants, but today you're going to fight a bear. Today you're going to fight a lion. And I'm thinking the Lord may be saying the same thing to you and me. If we're going to fight the giants, we've got to stand up and say, Lord, where are you inviting me to grow right now? And I bet there's something for each and every one of us so that we'll actually have the credibility to speak to mountains and say, move, to speak to giants to slay them. So let's get on that road right now by the grace of God in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. We'll see you when we see you.